0: Shills, dupes, and apologists. These are three categories of people whose whole position and whatever they say can be discredited by anti-Scientologists just by labeling the person. What's interesting is that there were many of these in Scientology too. In Scientology, the famous one is you're labeled a suppressive person. And so whatever you say and any point you make is number one, it only is ill-intentioned. It's, it's based on just trying to destroy you or destroy your tribe or whatever the hell it is. It's, it's a destructive intention. That's why they say what they say. SPs, suppressive people. But it also says that you don't have to listen to anything they say because, of course, everything they say is destructively intentioned and that means it's a lie, and why even waste your time with it? See, that was, the big, that was the big teaching in Scientology for Scientologists to stay away from SPs. But there were many other labels as well, like 1-1, someone who is covertly hostile on the tone scale. Well, he'd be all nice to your face, but he's got a knife hiding behind his back for as soon as you turn around, he's going to stab you in the back. That's a one-one. So that's another label that's used in Scientology to make a person discredit, fully discredit the person and everything he could say, any point he could make. So anti-Scientology has the same They have the same labels, and they serve the exact same functions. And so shills, dupes, and apologists are three, they're not the only ones in anti-Scientology, but they're the three that are most commonly used by anti-Scientologists and members of the whole anti-cult movement. A shill is a paid, um, a person who is paid to write or say things in your favor or in the favor of some interested party. That's a shill. And so anti-Scientologists label just about every single social scientist as shills, at least shills, which means that they're paid, they've been paid by the Church of Scientology to write something favorable about them. And it doesn't matter that these academics and social scientists actually do scientific research. And it's a branch of science called quantitative research. In other words, counting the numbers of people and getting a whole view of empirical and objective, unbiased information about a group as the basis for everything that you write. So an anti-scientologist, when they call an academic or a social scientist like Hugh Urban or or David Bromley and others, then when they call them shills, they're saying that these people have taken money from Scientology and that they have completely massaged all of their data, okay? All the quantitative data that they've taken, they have changed their results so that they're false, so that they're not the actual results they got. And they did this because they were being paid by Scientology to do this. And then when they interpreted those results, it was all to be a glowing advertisement for Scientologists. So Shills, they're like me, when I have a client in my marketing business, See, I'm basically a shill for my client. That's what Mike Rinder and Tony Ortega and all these anti-Scientologists are saying when they call somebody a shill. And of course, it's meant to discredit you, your intentions. See, you're only shilling for Scientology. So you don't even have to listen, okay? You're, they're not gonna make any valid points and you don't have to listen or even think about them. Why? Because they're a shill. So the Church of Scientology was their client, like it was their, they were an advert, They became Came an advertising company, a shill, let's say David Bromley, the head of social science at the University of Virginia. He's written a lot about cults and other religions, including Scientology. All right. Now, this social scientist who heads heads an extremely important department of social science at the University of Virginia, one of our most important universities in the United States, oldest and most important, one of them sorry. He's called a shill, see, by anti-Scientologists. So David Bromley became the marketing consultant for the Church of Scientology. And so when he did all that research, he was just doing it. He was going to just take all that and he was going to market it. Okay, let's go on to dupe. Dupe is, dupe comes from intelligence community. It's a It's a spy term, and a dupe is a person who is unknowingly working for the interests and running the messaging of the enemy. So it really is a term of war where one side that's at war with another side recruits people on the other side to do their work for them. They're not necessarily spies. A spy would be a knowing person that did work, okay? But a dupe is way lower than that because they're so stupid, they don't even know they're working for the enemy. That's another, for instance, Mike Rinder called Merildi a dupe because she posted a link to a US Senate investigation about Backpage.com, not even about Scientology. And so Merildi was a dupe because she posted that link to a US Senate investigation into Backpage.com. So Merildi posting that makes her a dupe. She's working for the enemy and she doesn't even know it. The logical problem there is that this is a label that tells anyone who reads anything written by Merildi that you need not read it. You need not even think about it you can dismiss it because the person no matter how factual the person is no matter how clearly objective of a statement of fact that they make they're a dupe all their facts what all their facts are in the enemy's interests and they don't even know it that's a dupe but then there's the apologist and the apologist is basically the the word apology is an ancient word i think it originated in ancient greece and an apology they were very philosophical and they understood different philosophical positions there a much more philosophical society than ours is it seems as though lots and lots of people engaged in philosophy and they knew the rules of philosophy and they knew the attack of another philosophy versus the defense of one's own philosophy against the attacks of other philosophies so an apology was not they weren't asking forgiveness for some part of their philosophy they were defending it and so an apology the classic if you want to see a real apology you read what plato wrote about socrates's apology that's that is an apology that's a classic apology And you'll see if you read that, it is fascinating. You'll see if you read it that he didn't apologize for shit in the modern sense of the word. He did not seek forgiveness for anything that he did. He simply explained what he did to this jury of 500 people who were about to sentence him to death. He is speaking in his own defense for what he did against the charges of corrupting the youth and blaspheming the gods. So these were two basic bullshit charges against Socrates. These 500 people who were on the jury, they probably believed in what they were doing. They were voting for, you know, like Christians would vote today. They would vote that, oh my God, you blasphemed Jesus. And so Socrates stood up there at his trial and he gave an apology. He simply stated his positions against the charges against him. That's an apology. And that's what apologists are. Now, the problem with calling somebody an apologist and trying to get everybody to discredit that person and everything they write and any point they make, the problem with that is that it is an expression of an evolution out of the kindergarten rule that Elron Hubbard wrote, which was always attack, never defend. Well, an apology is a defense. So if you're gonna be reasonable about things, if you're gonna grow up and evolve after Scientology, you're gonna get engaged in apologism. You are going to defend points that you've made or that other people have been attacked on. You're gonna explain and defend those points. So the idea that an apologist should not be listened to, now that is an authoritative totalitarian idea. Okay. if you want totalitarianism, you want attack, never defend from straight from L. Ron Hubbard. If you want totalitarianism and anti-Scientology, you just label somebody an apologist and try to use that to discredit what they have to say, because what you're doing there is the same totalitarian tactic that L. Ron Hubbard taught Scientologists to do. To label somebody an apologist and then not listen to what they have to say because they're an apologist, you are under authoritarian rule. If you disagree with those defense, you have to read that defense and and do your best to understand it before you can show why you disagree with it. But if you're just a, you know, what, a totalitarian unit, a pawn of a, an authoritarian regime, then you just use the label apologism, and that's the, all the thinking you do about it. And then you go out and you keep attacking without ever reading any of the defenses to your attacks. That's what OSA agents do. See, that is what OSA does, and that's what Mike Render, and Tony Ortega, and Karen De La Carriere and Leah Remedy want to create. They want to create little OSA agents who never question what they're told and go out and attack, 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 and never listen to any defenses to their attack. That's what they want to create, little anti-Scientology OSA agents. And the, word, and the term apologism is a label for anyone who defends against their attacks. That's evidence that they're trying to create that. They're trying to create unthinking totalitarian units who go out and do their bidding for them without ever listening to the defenses of anyone that they're attacking. Never read their response. Never think about what they have to say. Who wants to do that? So shills, dupes, and apologists, these are simply labels for people that anti-Scientology wants to use to turn you into an unthinking robot who will do whatever they want you to do, who will think whatever they want you to think. So there's a lot of problems with the use of these labels. So I read all of this, okay? And, and that's, I think that's what everyone should do. I think everyone should read. Any, anyone who's called a shill or a dupe or an apologist, I think you should read that guy first, okay? And you should read it carefully. And you should really consider any facts You know be able to identify any facts which the person is presenting and think with those facts and then evaluate whether that person's opinions about those facts are valid even then you don't have to accept it yet first you have to to know what valid reasoning is and then you'll recognize that there could be two opposing points on any subject each with valid reasoning see you may disagree with it but you can't say it's not valid. You must seek out the best reasoning that the other side has, and you must have an open mind, and you must test the soundness of the reasoning with criteria that you use to make sure that your own reasoning is sound. This is all extremely important after Scientology. That's what should be done, I think. And so anytime anybody tells you that this person is a shill or a dupe or an apologist, you know that they don't want you to read this, okay? They don't want you to consider these ideas. They're trying to discredit this person without showing you any part of what he has ever said. And if you go along with that, then you're stupid. I'm sorry. And I'll tell you what, any person who's gotten themselves out of Scientology should have learned that this was what made them stupid as a Scientologist. And they can commit the same mistakes as an anti-Scientologist and become just as stupid as they were in Scientology. But most people, they go through a phase. It's a phase of their anti-Scientology membership. It's just a phase. Eventually they grow out of it. I grew out of it. And I'm hoping other, other anti-Scientologists grow out of it too. And so that's one of the reasons I write. I write in order to um, defend against the attacks of anti-Scientologists where I believe there needs to be a defense because the attack from anti-Scientologists is false. It's a false attack. There are a lot of false attacks. There are a lot of false accusations, things that are dropped out in time, atrocity stories repeated over and over. All those things are necessary to take up because they are attacks that are false. Now many attacks regarding Scientology I agree with. And I've written all about them on my blog. The falsities of both sides, not just one. But I can tell you that I'm getting out of anti-Scientology now, and I'm writing up what I'm finding was wrong. Just like I did when I got out of Scientology. Okay, I'm just doing the same thing again. But this time with anti-Scientology. And it's a process that all X's are familiar with, and all X's are very, they know it's a very reasonable process. So that's what I'm writing about. Getting out of anti-Scientology. Scientology.